Hello everyone, it's Monday, February 5th at uh, about 5pm. We are both not wearing pants, welcome to the Monday <laughs> It sounds weird. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> Let's start over. <laughs> What's weird? Uh, we're going to rewind and bring you back with us. The, the, the past couple of days, world champs, everything, how it went, the good, the bad, the ugly, leading us to us, pantless. At the Sheraton, Brussels Airport, Monday evening. So just before, we are both still wearing underwear. The reason we're not wearing pants, it's, it's been a long day. And sometimes it's nice to not wear pants at the hotel room. <laughs> so let's start. Um, hello. We'll, we'll start by the obvious. Both our voices are not great. Yeah, well, that well, that happened. The I lost my voice. <laughs> I lost my voice at the Apollo Disco. That's what happened. So that'll be in the story. Um, all right, let's start. Where should we, how should we start this? So we were, the last time that we did this podcast, we were in Watersley. Um, that was after the Hoogerheide World Cup last, I think we did it last Monday. Um, and I think at that time we were, I was sharing that for me, the World Championships week The, the week before the World Championships is often one of my favorites of the year. Um, and it's one of my favorite, not because of what we actually do, more because of kind of the vibe around the World Championships and how, how cool it is to, you know, you've been thinking about this event for so many months. You've been thinking about it in training and you've been working towards it like for months And then suddenly this moment approaches and it, it's kind of the culmination of all these, yeah, all these moments that you worked for it, that you thought about, um, all, it's like the time also that your mind is getting really focused, um, the nerves, like you feel a little bit of nerve and excitement and it, yeah, it kind of sharpens your mind a little bit and your body's kind of full of energy and just wants to let it out so it's a really nice moment you just feel good and you kind of can't wait for it to arrive um so that was kind of the mindset this week a little bit and and so it's not about what we do that week that's that that's so much special and so fun which you'll hear about it's more about how we're feeling I mean, it is a bit special what we do that week, just in a sense of it's also the finish line for us for what's usually for what has been in the past years, a long trip. And so it's a busier week in terms of like we're doing things. There's less time that we're just sitting around and waiting or, or sit, you know, trying to entertain ourselves like we have things to do. And and the world championship has the relay. There's uh, always an extra day of pre-ride. And so it's. It's just a little bit busier. There's more, sometimes more media requests and things like that. And so it's, you know, meeting with Team Canada of all these fun discussions with everybody. And so it just, the week just really flies by. Um, as much as certain periods of that week, like, go super slowly in the sense that, like, we see things kind of, like, at a different speed. But also I feel like the overall week just passes, like, flies by. Yeah. So, so Monday we were at Watersley. Yeah, resetting. then Tuesday, yeah, resetting, 
um, Tuesday, same thing. We kind of emptied everything from the camper van uh, because at that point, all our possessions in Europe were in a camper van. So we emptied everything, kind of made the inventory of everything, packed away the stuff that we might not need for the World Championship weeks. and Rebuild the bikes back to new. So yeah, yeah, tore the true. bikes completely apart, um, you know, bearing bottom bracket, headset, everything, the bearings of the wheels, everything, and put everything back to new, new chains, new pads, new, new all that we have uh, to make sure all our stuff is dialed for the, for the next couple of days. But we also don't do it just before World Champs. Like we try to at least have a ride or two on each of the newly built bike just to make sure that everything's okay and has been tightened and i mean i, I i'm just human so sometimes i'll do mistake and forget and tighten things or you know like a, a chain new chain on on a, on a older cassette needs a little adjustment and things like that so yeah kind of did that on tuesday wednesday and then on wednesday we did our final kind of tune-up workout and our our last tune up or our, our last workout at Watersley. So we went to this loop and there's a little story about this loop. So it's a loop. It's kind of a square that we use to, that we've been using over the years to do some intervals. And it's nice because it's like in field farms, uh, farm fields, roads, sorry. I, I feel like my brain is so slow. Um, it's farm field roads and it's flat. It's kind of windy, but there's no not much traffic. So we can lap around like that three kilometer loop over and over and do intervals. And this this square is part of a loop that when we first came to Watersley a few years ago, our good friend, uh, Katie Keough, who is an American racer, she used to race for Cyclocross, Cannondale Cyclocross World. She had been coming to Watersley for more years than us. And so when we arrived, she sent us this loop. She said, oh, this is a nice one for training. And so since that moment, for the last four years, we've been using it. So we did our last workout there on Wednesday and I felt super good. So that was that was fun. After that, we mostly chilled. Packed the car. Packed we the, oh, started, that's what we did, We started yeah. the drive, so we repacked the RV completely, filled it with water, did the whole thing um drove for five six hours i think in the afternoon all the way until like 8 9 p.m slept in a gas station somewhere in germany, in germany. <laughs> which we might have probably have already slept there before because we've slept in also so many of these german gas station but slept in germany woke up thursday finished the drive straight to the course basically Yeah, and then on Thursday, we had our first opportunity to go check out the course in Tabor. Um, it was fun. We met up with the Canadian national team, and the new Canadian national team coach is Mike Vandenham. So we talked to him last week on the podcast a little bit. There was a little snippet on, with him. So we raced with Mike for the last few years, but now he's national team coach, and he was taking care of the project. So he asked me if I... He asked me in Hugerhide if over there I could lead the pre-ride with the junior woman. And it was actually super fun to do it in Hugerhide. So I asked if I could do it again, if they would be interested in doing it, doing it again in Tabor. And so on Thursday, that's what we did. We met up with them. And it's a really fun crew of young Canadian athlete, uh, woman athlete. Like in the junior, there's I think there was six of them. Um and they're they're pretty good like they're they're actually really good and they're all super motivated and it's really fun to see how how much they love it and how excited they are around the event so 
well, I did the, we did the pre-ride together. Um, that was pretty fun. And then I kind of finished on my own to check out other things. But it was our first uh, meeting with the team. So that was that was pretty cool. What's your impressions on like we get there on Thursday and the course is in a certain condition and you go out for the first time? We've been to Tabor many times before. Were there many changes to the course or anything special compared to... Yeah. usual tabor yeah a few a few things actually so the first thing would be the course was was different it was longer than in the past year so for the last several years it's been almost always the same course in at the tabor world cup this year they kind of switched the second section so the sections after the pits um there was it was in opposite direction and they added a climb and so it was a There is it was very different. They also added two flyovers that are normally not there, so it made for a cor course that was much longer and had an I extra think, climb. I think it's worth mentioning that like people think, oh, it's a flyover. Oh, there's a flyover. Cool feature, but like yeah, uh, absolutely cool feature. But those flyovers were for the for fast men six seven seconds going uphill. So for fast women, they were eight nine seconds fresh and over 10 seconds by the last lap to get up it so they're it hills was, it was they're so not just steep. like boop boop you get back down no i mean on they're, one there's, side there's, it was there's some girls that walked it towards the end of the race yeah there there's one side of the flyover that was actually pretty fast but the other side was so steep that i mean it required max power to just get up it um so it was definitely an added challenge I think also in terms of uh, of Tabor, the course itself, we've always been there like in end of October or early or November, November, I yeah. think, is what the World Cup usually is. And now it's in the middle of winter. So we got to the parking lot and the fields are flooded. You know, we've always been there and it's kind of dry. It's cold, but it's dry and just like a grass field. It's normally a really fast really race. Fa yeah, and, and now we, we, well, basically we couldn't make it into the parking lot. I got stuck, the RV got stuck in the mud as we tried to pull into the parking lot. So, yep. so, that <laughs> so first, that's how muddy it was. Exactly, and so that first pre-ride was actually pretty muddy. Um, the reason the the fields were so soaked is that the past couple of weeks in that area was frozen, like minus 10 degrees. And if you've watched the Czech national championships that were yeah, mid-January, they had a really, really fast race because the course was completely frozen. But it's been warmer the last week or so. And so now like the, the, icy, the icy ground thawed and so the it was just flooded like kind of soaked with yeah. water so that was the first day um after <clears throat> after the pre-ride sorry <coughs> we went to our airbnb which was a really cute little check house um, we were welcomed by the family that owns it and so they made us they gave us a tour of the house and it was a real yeah it was just like a really cute cozy little house and the czech people are generally such nice people Um, they welcomed us with a Czech pastry. It was like an apple strudel, which I think it's popular over like there. And champagne in the rental and just... Which we did not drink, but it was very nice. <laughs> but just like it's, it's a nice, cute place. And it seems like the Czech people, they... I, it, it's hard to explain, but... And, and I don't want it to sound bad in any sense because it's not. But they're really proud of the work they do. They They're really proud of... 
they care they care they care i think they care is is what they yeah they they just care and their care and they're they care and they're very welcoming mm -hmm. like they they don't a lot of the older folks don't speak much english but they try they try and if they can't well they're usually their son their daughter their nephew speaks english and is available to translate to yeah so, so they didn't so the way that it was set up is like we checked in in a hotel reception and instead of just giving us the address of where the actual house was they jumped in the car and they said follow follow us all the way there because they wanted to make sure we found it easily and we got there they made a fire for us in the fireplace so that's that's how much they care that's yeah. they, that's the kind of people they are and so it it was just yeah it's it it, it was a fun fun moment and actually there was also a cat that the neighbor's cat <laughs> the neighbor's cat. yannick 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 so there was a cat uh, that always wanted to come in the airbnb so that was our thursday night um it's a detail that i feel weird i feel that it might not be interesting to, to share but i'll share it anyway um for dinner that evening so keep in mind we are that's thursday Then there's Friday, the race is Saturday, and we're flying we're home. Leaving. Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah, we're leaving after that. And so we didn't want to have too much grocery food. Um, at the same time, we wanted to cook at home because I don't want to take, especially after getting food poisoning the week before, I didn't want to eat in a restaurant and risk getting sick or anything. So at that point, it's like, okay, how do you... We wanted to make food, but not buy a thousand ingredients, Um, so we just, and I guess it's always like that before races, like you fuel yourself more than you eat gastronomic food, you know? So our dinner was, all we had was eggs, rice, and ham. And so that's what we ate. That was Thursday, but also that, Friday. Also Friday, also but on Friday. Friday, there was actually not enough eggs for David. So he had rice and ham <laughs> with ketchup <laughs> that's all that's, that's all there were. actually we also num, 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 num. but there's also oh soy sauce we had soy, soy sauce we had soy sauce and we also had um we the, little the, packets from mcdonald's like little ketchup packets from mcdonald's that yes we grabbed there. but that's not what i was gonna say we had we have a sponsor a gel sponsor that the name is chrono nutrition and they make maple syrup gels which is just maple syrup So we travel with these packets and sometimes it helps. So it was actually rice with, mine was rice and eggs and ham with a bit of maple syrup. I'll, 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 I can say it super nicely too. It was a maple cooked uh, uh -huh. ham slices with a delicious fine basmati rice. Exactly. So that's what we ate. I mean, that's what we ate all week basically. <laughs> So and fueling. before every other race this year too. Yeah, normally we add uh, zucchini to it, which which adds a nice twist, and and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, and sometimes. <laughs> okay, you so say, wait. You say, you say that next time you make a meal and you want to turn it fancy, just add zucchini. Say tell 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 people. Magali said it adds a nice twist. And I said, well, <laughs> so the reason for zucchini is I like having vegetables. And our friend, the chef, uh, we're good friends with um, Alan Murchison. And he's he's a chef, but he knows a lot about nutrition. And he told me that zucchini is the vegetable that has the least amount of fiber. So it's easy, very easy to digest. So if you really need to have vegetable, have zucchini. And sometimes I, I like to have it. 
And sometimes we also switch the eggs for chicken. So that's kind of our, our meal all, all chicken year. Chicken supreme. Um, that brings us to Friday. Um, what did we do Friday? It was a it was a longer morning because uh, the pre we decided to do the second pre ride. There's a pre ride at 10 a.m. There's a pre ride at 2 p.m. Oh, and it was the relay. And it was the relay for Canada too, which you decided not to do this year. Concentrate on your individual race, which is which was Saturday. And so we kind of had a, a slower morning on Saturday, uh, just fixing the bikes. I went out for a run. I think you did a little core session. Um, we yeah. kind of ate the same thing since you were gonna pre since we we're gonna pre ride at the time that your race was gonna be on Saturday. You did the same eating that you were gonna do on Saturday. The so other thing, some, I, more, some more rice, more oats. True. <laughs> the other thing I did though is I okay. So I completely obsessed over the starts. Uh, so <laughs> the last few races in Benidorm and Hugerhide, and actually most season I didn't do great in the starts. Um, and it's not because I don't have the explosive power to like follow the speed of the start, but what I've been struggling with is being assertive and confident enough to make my to yeah to take my space basically on the start. And so when there's like all these people around you, like we all there's like too many people for the amount of space, you know. And so we're all fighting for position. And if you're not moving forward you're being passed. So you have to like constantly move forward. And I've been struggling with that. But I knew that if I wanted to have a good race at Worlds, I needed to put myself in the race from the beginning. Uh, because too, too many times, like I have an average start and after after a minute, I'm 30 seconds back and then it's, it's very difficult to come back. So I watched the starts of the Tabor World Cups, men, women, for the last four years, the, all the ones that I could find. And I kept showing Dave to see like, oh, I think I found this pattern and this pattern. So that's kind of what I did on Friday. So then when I arrived at the pre-ride, I could kind of know a little bit what I was looking for. Um, we watched the first two laps of the relay at home, kind of scout the conditions of the course ahead of time. And, and cheer our Canadian, they did good. They are Canadian friends who did super well. They got fourth uh, at the race, which is uh, pretty pretty good. Just on, on a side note here, as we're talking of ranking and stuff, it's pretty wild to think if you look at the world's ranking now, Canada is a third ranked nation in cyclocross. Crazy. <laughs> Seriously. Huh? Yeah. Netherlands, Belgium, Canada. Wow. So, I mean, that's pretty wild. Um, Before France, because France, they have, they're, they're so good. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of, I guess there's some certain categories where they're not that good huh. or, or you just more numbers or, or maybe I think some of the US, maybe we make more points also in the US races in okay. some part, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, Canada, Cyclocross Nation. Yeah. So, yeah, after that, we went to the pre-ride. And on Friday, it was actually <clears throat> pretty fun conditions. Like, oh, it was still, yes, it was still a little bit, um, a little bit wet. So more wet than we had in the race. It was, there was still some moisture on the ground, but the course was deteriorating, getting worse. <laughs> The course was getting worse. Just like your language. Yes. The court and my voice. So the course was getting worse after the relay and the more and more people pre-rode. Like the the mud was get, getting thicker and heavier. 
Um, but we, we did what we had to do. We figured out the course. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because on on the world's week, you kind of obsess over the weather and you keep on looking every hour, every website that you oh, know. Oh, one millimeter of rain here, maybe. Yeah, maybe rain here. Oh, some wind. Oh, whatever. Like, you keep kind of... The angle of the sun, where is it going to hit on the course? Where's the building? Yeah, and you keep speculating on what the course condition will be. Um, but the truth is, you don't know until... The truth is, it's fun. It is fun, but you, but you don't know until it happens. And and so there's sometimes before that I like imagine myself like, oh my God, imagine if it's slippery like i love that so much i would be so great and you kind of want to think that way but then it's not that way at all so like there's no point speculating too much so as your dad says expectation reality exactly be the mindful of that gap exactly <laughs> so yeah that was the friday then we got back home chilled it we ate more rice and egg and ham and ketchup whatever um went to bed we watched oh yeah that that was actually another thing we watched we were in bed watching a taylor swift documentary something that would be fun to watch but not too stimulating so we could fall asleep easily and then at like 10 p.m the doorbell rang and the anti-doping knocked on the door so we had to get out of bed and i had to do blood samples so so so, yeah. so how that works um for people to, to understand is that basically the week of world championship or at every world cup actually you have to provide the uci with the address where you live um and you and you have you give your your manager's phone number and in they they can come they can come and at any time to drug test you basically and they can do urine they can do blood um and they don't they're not warning you that's like the whole point of it all is they they don't tell you so i don't know what the time limit is or when it is that they can come or can't come like i let's we were kind of surprised when they showed up at 10 p.m at the door um tall very nice men but like tall men in the middle of the night knocking at the door because says i have to come in for blood you say well you gotta show me some id first uh, sir but no, we did that. That was quick and easy. And then we went back to bed um, pretty smooth. And so that leads us to Saturday morning. Yeah. Then that was the day of the race. So <laughs> um, what to say? I woke up. I mean, every, every time there's a race, what I do is I always make a schedule for the day. Because to me, that kind of relieves some stress and some mental headspace that I need to focus like I need I need all my mental energy to focus on the race and so if I'm always thinking about okay what time do I have to do this or that um, it's it's difficult so I always write down all the things that I have to do at which time um, not that I have that much to do but I I write things like okay at 10 a.m I'm gonna eat oatmeal and then I'm gonna do my exercise then I'm gonna do blah 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 um, so I had this schedule written down and so I only had to follow um and it's it, it was a very similar schedule than all the other world cups except the race was 50 minutes later in the day um but we went to the course um and the junior women, women ha were racing before us after that the after that we went pre-riding 
Then the under 23 men went. And that's a fun thing. Um, when, Especially when there's a national team like that, we can help each other. So, for example, the under 23 men, uh, Ian Ackert is one of our good Canadian there. So him and Cody Scott, who is also a good Canadian, they were both racing, but they both did not have time to go check out the course. And so when I went just before the race, I finished my pre-ride like just before they got to the start. The start, So I get to share some insight of how the course looks, which section are rideable, which sections should be maybe running Run. for the first time. So we can help each other that way. Um, so that's always a fun thing with being with the national team. So they did their race. Uh, I had brought the iPad at the race because with the iPad, there's a VPN. With the VPN, we can watch flow bikes to be able to watch the races. And I wanted to watch the races because of the start again. Uh, the start and just generally how was how was I mean, the it's, course it's very, being raced Yeah, on? it's clear. To, it's very easy to see the course conditions. Exactly. When, when you watch the race, you can see, oh, the, the, the wheel is slipping. Oh, they're running this. They're turning the... Yeah. And I noticed, um, I noticed on the start which side would be better to line up on. So that's what I did when the race arrived. I lined up on that side of the of the of the course, and it worked out good. So, should we talk about the race or? Yeah, let's talk about the race. Um, I mean, let's go to the races before you. The Canadians, uh, since we're Canadian, we obviously followed the Canadian racers. Uh, I think the junior girls, they, although they did well, I think they were all a little disappointed with their uh, with their results. They're all super young. They're all first year junior racers. Um, they it's their this winter, so Christmas and Worlds was their first trip to Europe to race cyclocross. This is their first season of cyclocross. Uh, so there's some, there's some, they're learning, uh, they're learning a ton, you know, there's some basics that they, they're, they're still dialing. And so I think there was two in the top 20 or two in the top 25, uh, Raph and Lily. And I mean, at 16 year old, uh, in these tough conditions, you know, I think that was a great performance for them, even though they were disappointed. I think they, they had, but maybe they had better results this year. But also, I think World Champs is a bigger stage, and so it's a, it's a, it's a different it's a different ball game. And then in the U twenty three men, that was pretty. That's crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, super fun to witness. Uh, Ian, which we've been friends with for a few years now. Um, he, Ian's whole crew, the Holmgrens, Mark, Ian's dad, Rob, Lisa, they're just amazing folks, and they 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 work really, 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 really stupid hard to make everything happen. Um, and they're fully committed to becoming professional cyclists. And so whenever they do well, it's always such a nice thing to see. And Ian was up there, but like you would, we would watch the live timing and be like, you know, Dutch, Dutch, Belgian, Belgian, Dutch, Canadian, Dutch, Dutch, Belgian, Belgian, France, Swiss, 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 French, Dutch, and no more other nation. Mm -hmm. But Ian's right up there. He finished sixth in the end or seventh, sixth. Six he finished sixth, sixth and he's first year under 23 so he was second in the first year u23 only behind leo bizo yeah who was the junior world champion last year and one of the the rising stars of the sport so so for ian i think that's a great uh i mean it's not a i don't think it's a great it is a fucking amazing result yeah you know whatever you think it is an amazing result so. and ian's like the coolest guy he's just so mature for his i know i feel weird saying that for his age but he's just like the 
nicest guy. He wants to help everybody. He's super chill. He's on it. He loves writing. He's super smart. Um, and it's not the first time he has a good result. He actually got third at the junior world championship in mountain bike. Um, but he, he got seventh, I think, in the juniors cyclocross at Fayetteville. But he yeah. crashed or broke his bike. Something happened on right the, on on the, on the start line, and he was dead last by like two or three minutes. And he lapped all the fastest lap of the day. Um, so you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But, <laughs> but so so he's like a consistently good international racer. Totally. And so it was just really fun to see him do so well. Um, so after he finished his race, it was time for me to get on the trainer, do my warm up, and head to the start. So by that time, the conditions that the mud had kind of dried, but it when it dries, some types of mud like when it dries, it gets thick, and that's thick and a little sticky, and that's what it was um, for our race. So pretty slow conditions. Um, it was a It was a drag, to be honest, in a sense that you had to work for every meter. Um, there was even the downhills, you had to pedal. So there was really no time to rest. Um, so the race started. I had a good start. I was right there um, at the front of the race fighting. And I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on the race necessarily. Like you can watch it or I wrote about it in the newsletter, but it was awesome. I had a really good fight out there. I was riding a lot with Laura Vedonshot, the Belgian rider, and we were sixth and seventh, like always, always changing spots. And Cillian and Sarah Casasola, the fourth and fifth rider, were right there. Like we could. Like within 10 seconds. Within yeah. 10 seconds. And so Laura and I were really try Like for me, it was like, oh my God, like I could get in the top five. So we were really, really fighting hard for that. And the laps were long, so it was just a four-lap race. Um, in the end, I faded a little bit in the last lap, and I lost some position. I got caught by a group of four, so suddenly I went from seventh to eleventh. I had a crash, which didn't help. Uh, not, I mean, a crash. I tripped over the the stairs, and if you've watched the race, like the, the stairs and the barriers, they are so high. I think there's a um, you, that your crash is on the replay. So if they oh. watch the race, they've seen the crash. Okay, you've seen the crash. <laughs> well, and the other thing that happened is like when I crash, I I don't know. I mean, for me, it's all kind of a blur. But I think I shifted my gear uh, to a harder gear as I crashed, and so when I got back on the bike after the stairs. It was not their right gear, and it's important because it's it's pretty steep, so it's it's a difficult remount, and you have to start pedaling right away. Um, but I messed up there, and so I lost a lot of time, and so the group behind me kind of caught up a little bit. I held them up for another lap, but with half a lap to go, they did catch up to me. Um, I was just fading by then. But then, in the end, there was, with like one minute to go, they were still just there, like, spots seven eight Meter, nine, meters meters yeah. and so david like i got in front of the pit and david's like just go full gas he can still get them and so i went like as hard as i could and i did the u-turn on the pavement with i took it super wide to keep my speed as much as possible then i started sprinting and i could see you got the tail end of the group i got yeah i mean totally the tail end of the group but still not quite there and so i looked up and i'm like my first thought was like i'm not gonna get them 
But then as I as I was sprinting, I was like, oh my god, like I might actually catch her. And the person in front was my friend Helen Clozel from France. And so the more I went, the more I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get her. And at some point, it became like if I get if I get her, it's gonna be on the line. So like I added a gear and I went as hard as I could. And weirdly, in that it's just a few seconds, but. There was still a fraction of a second that I felt bad for Helen because she sat up <laughs> and I was like... Uh, thinking just, she had it in the bag with like, with like four meters, three meters to go. She totally know. did. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just going to nip her on the line. <laughs> She's a good friend of mine. So I was, I felt bad, but at the same time, like racing is racing. And in the end, I threw the bike so, and I <laughs> just got her. So Helen is just outside the top 10 of world championships this yeah. year. And, and it, by, it's, by about a hair. <laughs> by a hair. And like she didn't know I really snuck up on her. And I mean, it's, I'm glad I did because top 10 is different than 11. And I'm kind of stoked on a top 10. Yeah. I mean, for us, it's also qualification for next year's worlds um, automatically. So whatever happens next year, you're qualified for worlds. That's good. Um, It was fun, though. I was really happy. And, you know, we've talked about the ups and downs of the season on this podcast. And it was just cool to finally be in the race and be fighting from the beginning to the end with people around and like trying to pass here, pass there. Um, it was just really fun. And in the end, I, I, I just died. So I used what I had. And it's a good feeling to, to finish like that way. I think we, we both agreed that the lack of training and the little like subpar preparation for this whole season maybe was that 30 seconds that was missing, you know, maybe, in, in yeah. the last two laps. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, we'll never know. But this year, that's what we got. And, and I think it was a pretty good ending to it. We brought our... Um, Cycling kennels, I don't know I don't know what exactly his, his role is, but Scott Kelly, who's been uh, a fixture of Canadian cycling for the last, for as long as we've been in Canadian cycling, was out here. But he's not in a field role anymore at Cycling Canada. He, like, works in the office. But he took... Um, He took a he took a trip to Czech Republic and and we got him to help in the pits and so we did I did bike exchanges with Scott for you and so that was fun that was kind of like, uh, like the, the old days. days a bit we did it together with for national team and for Cliff Bar too um, back so it was good to have Scott back you switch bike every lap yeah uh, so four bike exchanges in three the, because three, the last the, the last, last I didn't, didn't take, take it. it so so three bike changes. Uh, equipment was perfect again yeah. nothing to say yeah yeah so after the race um another fun thing my parents were there so they came to the czech republic um to watch the race uh so after the after the race we had so there's an indian restaurant in in tabor and since the race was over there was no problem going to the restaurant anymore and there was also no way we would eat rice and ham with ketchup again <laughs> i mean so, we, at, at that point to be fair we didn't have any rice or ham left too. that's true we <laughs> had absolutely no food left um so i made a reservation to this indian oh, except we had this the, these polish fans oh, friends yeah. from poland brought you some smoked cheese that they made yes i think i wasn't there when they brought it but i was there for eating the whole cheese and it was but, really good but yeah so i think you traded the cheese for one of your jerseys or yeah something i like gave that, them so. the national team jersey yeah Um, but so really nice people. So we had cheese left, but we still went to the restaurant. Yeah. So thank you to <laughs> thank you, you guys, for bringing that. Um, 
but yeah, we went to the, this Indian restaurant and the reason why we wanted to go there and why I wanted to bring my parents there is that this Indian restaurant has, there's some history to it. For the last few years that we've come to Tabor, we've always gone to this restaurant and with different people. So in the first few years, we would go with Helen and Steph Wyman. Uh, they showed up. They are the first one who introduced us to the to this restaurant. Then later we went with the Cliff team. There was one year that we went uh, with Eva Lechner, who was not anymore on the Cliff team. I was not on the Cliff team anymore. Scott Kelly was there. I f forget why, but he was also not on Cliff. And Valdek, the team manager of Cliff, was there waiting for Katarina, who was the only one who was going to race for Cliff. But Katarina wasn't even there. And we all had team dinner on their Cliff bar, so <laughs> on the Cliff team. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Mike. So thank you. Uh, but it's just... Yeah, we've we've been there with our friend photographer Balint. We've been there with all the people from I mean, there's, Cyclocross. There's a year that we, we went were, with Stu. We went once. with Stu once. And we Katie. yeah, we were. There's a year that we were in and out flying to Tabor for three or four days, and we had we went to that place Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and then flew back home. Yeah. So we've been to that restaurant a lot. We like it, and the people are super nice. And it's just uh, one of those places where you're like. You know, it feels familiar. It feels nice, and it was good. It was fun to show them. It's nothing. I mean, it's really. It's just it a is an Indian restaurant. <laughs> normal. <laughs> normal Indian restaurant, but whatever. There's a we have a special attachment to it, maybe. So we went there with my parents and Raylan Nuss. Raylan, who is a American racer, a good friend of ours. So you guys know who Raylan yeah, is. Yeah, you all know who Raylan is, but I had to say the the last name okay. so they are not wondering which Raylan are they talking about. Raylan Nuss. So it, <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so yeah, we went there and after that, after that, that's when Apollo Disco comes in. So, I mean, what's the story here? There's no story except like after World, there's often a party. And in the last few years, we've always missed the party. But we were in a good mood after Tabor and we felt like going and, out. And I, the truth is the past three years, it was COVID. Two or three years, it was COVID. So there was no party. I think there was and still a party. There was still a party? Yeah. Ooh. I think last year at least there okay, was a party. But in all, in all cases, we get to the limit of our 90 days usually yeah. by then. Our, our things are planned pretty tightly so that we don't overstay in Europe uh, for our visa. So we, we're like out right after Worlds. But this year, since we came back home for a little bit, we had a bit of a, we had a couple extra days. So we stayed for the party. So we went to we went to Apollo Disco and it was just really fun because I would say 90% of the women elite field was there. U23s as well. Uh, the under 23 men. So basically everyone who had raised yeah. that day was out there. Uh, it was some, cool. Even some of the juniors. Even some of the with juniors. fake IDs. And I mean, they didn't even check IDs. <laughs> I So whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just cool to see everyone outside of the racing format. And we all had fun together. Um, I did pay a drink to Helen, my friend who I nipped on the line for that, that, that 10th <laughs> spot. So that, let's, let's this be said. <laughs> uh, but she was not, she was not angry. She's a good, she's a good sport. So yeah, that was just a fun time. Uh, we had fun with rail in there as well. Then the next day it was time to... 
we we ended up in the camper van at 3.30 in the morning with, 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 with Lucinda leaving, so Lucinda's boyfriend and, and Raylan. And I don't know if we'll put the snippet after the, this podcast because we have not listened to it yet, but we, we recorded we some recorded sort something. of... We, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's a podcast. I don't even know if any of it makes sense, but we recorded something, so, so we'll, we'll see. see. If there's something, I'm, I'm going to give you a little snippet of it because it's worth... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad. I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, so let, stick, stick all the way to the end. Stick around and all the way to the end. So yeah, after that, I mean, we went to bed. There was a crazy story about Raylan, but whatever. She, her I mean, hotel, I mean the, the, we should the, say it. Yeah, I think people don't, like North Americans, we're not used to, to how hotels work here in Europe. So, like a lot of the hotels here, the front gate just closes. Like it happened to us many times that we booked a hotel. We pulled in at like midnight because we've been driving all evening. And just the hotel's closed, you know, like it's not 24 hour front desk and they just shut down the, the, the door, the gate, the grill, the cage, everything shut down. You can't get in. You're like, well, I paid and booked and they're like yeah but uh, you came in too late so that so that happened to real in when she pulled into her <laughs> to, to the usac hotel at 4 a.m so then um, she she texted i mean i texted her i'm like did you make it fine because she had taken a taxi and then she's like actually i'm locked out of the hotel and so it's and, out of respect she didn't want to wake up you know anybody in there like throw some rocks at the windows and stuff like that like some some a lot of people half the team is still racing on sunday so, so i texted her the address of where we were staying i said well come here but then her phone was dying anyway this whole story but finally Raylan showed up at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> slept on the up. couch she really showed up but I, we were so nervous because since her phone was dying there was no news so i was like is she dead what happened to Raylan? And then eventually she showed up. She's very independent. Like, this girl knows how to get around. You yeah, know, yeah. she's like so on it with everything and smart. So she figured it out. But it was just a good time. And it, it's just fun to actually spend time with our competitors slash colleagues. Yeah, not in the cold, not stressed. Not stressed. Not like worried to get sick. Not, uh, yeah. Yeah, just you know just like some just having a good time yeah, yeah. so it was cool like we had good conversations with a lot of the people we all danced it was just a nice time so that was fun to be part of and after that the, re the reality the reality hit hard at 4 30 when we still had to put an alarm yes so, <laughs> so woke up at 7 30 the next morning because we had to pack everything so pack we have three bikes here now uh we brought one back uh, when we came back for Christmas, we have three bikes, 16 wheel sets, uh, some spare groups, some spare parts, all our clothes, everything else that you could imagine that you need for a race. So we packed that up early in the morning before going to the race. Um, to watch the to junior watch men race. And after that, Dave was working in the pits for the under 23 women. So for the Grand sisters. So we still had kind of a, a schedule. Yeah, so we did that. Um, the girls did. The, I mean, um, two. One of the, Izzy did really well. Ava was a little disappointed with her race. I still think she did great for um, her first time in the U twenty three. And then we packed the camper van, left the venue, drove until we fell asleep. Yeah. Then we again <laughs> slept on the highway in Germany, German somewhere station. in Germany. This morning we finished the drive. Um, I wrote the newsletter in the car while drive while Dave was driving. Then we 
Well, then, then I mean, we'll we'll say it quickly, but it was like kind of a logistical. I mean, we drove we drove eleven hours to the camper van rental to the ho- to the airport, uh, Brussels airport. We sleep at the Sheraton there just because it's in the actual airport, so it's super simple because we have eight luggages, so so it's a lot of stuff. So drove with the RV to the airport, drop our luggage at the hotel, drove the RV back to the rental place. It's about an hour drive. Um, take a Uber from there, back to the hotel for an hour drive back. And now here we are. We took our pants off. No, exactly. And we're recording this goddamn podcast with our pants off. Then I'll put it, I'll edit it and put it online right now. And then it will be... Nachos in room, nachos delivery. And a soup. I really want a soup, but whatever. Then after that, it's in... It's in the bag. The season is in the bag. The receipt. I, 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 I filed the last receipts of the gas and all the expenses coming to this hotel. So tomorrow morning we're flying and this season is, is a wrap. So that was it for our World Championship Weeks. Uh, World Championships Week. Um, a question for you. How do you, how do you feel? <laughs> Are you happy? Are you happy? Like, yeah, just how do you feel? Open question. Yeah, I mean, I feel, weirdly enough, I have been more excited to leave. I don't feel... I mean, we finished on a high note. It was a good race. It was fun. And I think we both finished motivated for for the future. But I also know and learned that we have to put that motivation on ice for at least... A good month, two months maybe, and then go find that motivation and let it thaw for a bit because I'm also very tired. Um, my back's hurting. <laughs> There's, I can't wait. To, I've, been, I've been anxious on this trip a little bit more for whatever reason. I really wanted you to do not well. I don't care that you do well or not well. I just wanted you to be happy with your with your race. So, so I've been sleeping like shit. Um, you, you got sick. Uh, so I'm tired. I'm excited. I'm tired. I'm happy. I'm glad that we came back mm-hmm. um, to finish it that way. Um, I'm. I think we did a whole lot of learning too. You know, different times for 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 different setups. Uh, I think we're going to change the way we do things next year. Simplify it even more. Um, I'm curious. I'm also curious about. There was an art- article out today in in the Dutch newspaper or Belgian newspaper about the format of the World Cup next year. So they, there's like rumors that it's only going to be December, January, and kind of like double weekends, like Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, some things like that. So I'm always kind of cur- I'm a little curious to see what that ends up being because that whether we like it or not kind of dictates a little bit um, how, what we'll do next year. Um, on a side note, I don't know nobody from the UCI listens to this, but if somebody does, it'd be really nice if you could just put the calendar out a couple days before Worlds. Well, that's that, what would, they do that, normally. No, but- normally it's still after, and 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 it would be nice for foreigners just so we know. Like, do we leave some stuff here? Is the first race in Belgium or in Czech Republic or in London? So then we can kind of leave our stuff in Europe accordingly. But that's just a fancy little detail. Um, but no, so that's how I feel. A bunch of mixed emotion, mostly happy, proud, um, and and tired. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel good. <laughs> I mean, 
I, feel- I had a, I had a lot of fun. So I feel also excited about the future of, yeah. of, of what we do, you know. I feel... So before the World Champs, it... I don't know. Like, it, it, I know that in your career, you don't do that many World Championships, you know? Like I've done... I feel like I've done a lot, but maybe I've in cyclocross, I've done eight. It seems like a lot, but it's also just eight races, you know, in a span of like eight years. So it's eight days over eight years. So it's a pretty unique okay opportunity every time it shows up. And I know that I know that when I stop racing eventually, you know, I'll I don't know if I'll ever find that feeling again of preparing for one event that is the biggest event in the world in that of the sport of that sport and have the opportunity of being an actor like of playing a role in that major event and it felt very special to me and so I really wanted to grasp the opportunity and make the most of it and I remember I told you like okay next week when I watch the Super Bowl I know that I'll have this feeling of like oh my god like I'll be feeling for them I know that I know what they're feeling inside, like the excitement mixed with stress and like this big dream and like no thinking that anything is possible and putting everything you have on the line. And I wanted to be able to to say like, you know, I, I grabbed my opportunity when it was there. And so that's kind of what I wanted about this race. And I feel like I did. So I'm mm-hmm. really happy about that and and proud. But also I, I feel lucky that I got this opportunity and I, that I have this opportunity as an athlete to be like a, a key player in one of these major events. Like it's really fun to, to have that. Um, so I think because of all that, and I, I mean, maybe because of all the, the season that was high in emotions for me, um, then having like the relief of the race and just spending a really nice, like having so much fun in the race and spending time with people from Canada uh, and our, the other, our competitors and our friends over there. Like when we left the venue yesterday, I I started crying again, (laughs) but it was like happy tears. I just felt very, it sounds so cheesy, but I just felt so grateful to be like part of this community and grateful to you like I think I told you thank you for wanting to do this with me because I really do love it so much like I love it so much it hurts sometimes but at the same time I feel just so lucky and so that's kind of how I feel and I'm glad that it finished on a good note because similar as you I do feel really motivated there's um there's like a special weight on, on the world championships or like some some stars before and after the word the words you know if you write world championships to me it's always like and it shines and and we've done in the past years hundreds of races in Europe you know and and if I'm very transparent Merck Splas Neil and Fuck it, strawberry crust to me, they're all the same. Like I don't, I don't even know, you know. Which like was that the one in the field or was that the one in the field? Like some of them are a little different, you know. They stand out a little bit more. But every world championship, even the ones that were just in a field, they're memorable. They're memorable, yeah. and I remember perfectly like the hotel we stayed, the headspace we were in, 
like the position you finished, if you were sick, what bike you were riding. Like I'll rem- I remember that stuff um, super, super as vivid memories, like very, very clear. So there is something special about world champs. So I think when these go well, um, I mean, we leave, we, we leave Europe and we leave the season like so with such good vibes and so lighthearted, you know, like just like happy, yeah, like just, happy. just, just happy light. And, but we also had some years when, where you were sick or, or you had, we had poor results for whatever reason at Worlds. And then, I, and then whenever we leave the, uh, with a poor result, we, we've said it in the past too. We said, oh, maybe we should try to stay for what we should always book to stay for the race that's after because they keep going here in Europe. There's another month of racing. The series, like the private series finishes and some of the smaller, I think they call them more like party races that are still happening. And so we already debated always just staying one extra week just to make sure you have redemption in case worlds go bad. Uh, we've never done it. But when 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 we finish on this high note or just a good note, we we leave, I think at the peace. word, yeah, that's the word I was going to use. We leave at peace with it, you know, and kind of like all the Iron Men's, like we leave at peace and we're like, ah. Oh, When's the next? Yeah, I mean, but it's a good feeling. I'm so glad to have that. Like, I already started thinking about things that I can do better. Better. You started thinking about things we can do differently. So it's it's fun to have still that hunger, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the day it, it's gone, I'll be a little sad probably, but it's still there and it's fun to have it. So, so yeah. Belgium, we hate you, but we love you. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, and we'll be back. Yeah, and the cyclocross fever is still high, so... That's cool. Um, I think that's it. Um, yeah, again, just this like is, a, little, a little... I might be wrong. This is episode 30 of the Muddy Mondays. Maybe. Well, it, uh, what, yeah, it maybe be? because I it's the 10th of this season and last year we had 20. So, I yeah. think it's uh, it's episode 30 of uh, these podcasts and this is the last for this year. Yeah, it's the last one. Um, yeah, I guess, I, I guess that's all I wanted to say. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to all of our sponsors for making, for allowing us to pursue this dream. Um, it's pretty fun. And I know sometimes we're neg- neg- negative, but at the end of the day, we do love it so much and we very we feel very lucky to be able to do it. So thanks everyone. Um, for now, we'll go back home, see our little dog, um, just chill a little bit, do some winter activity. A medium bit. Yeah, for for medium bit, we will watch the Super Bowl and I think I'll be able to enjoy it knowing that I took my chance when it was there. So now we have to get, yeah, we're already excited to get back to work so we can try again and be better next time. See you next year. Okay, now that we have this silver medal, <laughs> should we... I'm looking at it. I mean, you have I need, one for I need e-mountain one, bike worlds. I have one for fucking e-mountain bike worlds, you know? but I need one of those. So right now, <laughs> make, your, make your hands like this. Okay, now like this. Next year? No, no, this one. <laughs> this one. What's gonna happen? Next I year? Know, next year, I see you on the podium. You, yes. Whatever. You yeah. have the world champion. I, I don't totally fucking care. I have this. Yes. Yes. So we meet there. I take the gold one then. Eh? Okay. <laughs> we meet then. Yeah. In France. Yeah. One year from now. 
Perfect. On the podium. I totally agree on that. I live with this. <coughs> I'll be the happiest person. I'm going to cry. Of course. I'm I mean, gonna make you cry. They're pretending the world championships are in France next year, but really they're still in Belgium. Let's be honest. I'm gonna make you it's cry. It's not a French. You don't Yeah, cry. but it's like what, seven kilometers from Belgium? It's not French. <laughs> and they don't speak Dutch there, so I can't speak my language, so it's French. <laughs> Bonjour. It looks, I mean Bonjour. I have me well, no? Bonjour. Uh, yeah, I I think it's uh, sublime. <laughs> Je m'appelle Lucinda and Lucinda thinks no. it looks very very sublime on you. Let's see. And uh, so yeah, yeah. Next Danny, yeah.